0: With over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast episode number 231, and welcome to 2023. I am so excited for this year. Lots of great stuff happening over on not only the Teacher Cast Educational Network, but also on Ask the Tech Coach. If you are new to this show, welcome. I am so glad you're here today. We're going to be talking all about video, video in the classroom, video as a coach. And I have a fantastic guest today who is an expert among experts on live podcasting, live broadcasting, helping brands set up their live streaming. And we are going to go into all of that stuff, including how you can create a standard standards based uh, broadcasting environment all today. If you have not yet taken the time to check out all of our coaching equipment and coaching uh, blog posts and podcasts, head on over to our main site, askthetechcoach.com. Scroll down to the bottom. We have all of our blogs, our podcasts, our freebies, lots of new freebies coming up. Um, But also you can join our free um, Instructional Coaches Network. Check all of that stuff out today. We have more than 1,200 uh, instructional coaches on our Facebook group. Would love to have you guys be a part of that. We are just getting started this year. Lots of other great webinars coming up too. So I hope you guys are here. And again, I want to say thank you for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. My guest today is an author, a live streamer, and the founder of Live Stream Universe. He's also an on-air personality that is helping the world learn about video broadcasting live streaming he is the expert among experts and in addition to being that he's a great friend i want to bring on today my guest for today mr ross brand ross how are you today welcome to ask the tech coach
2: i'm doing great jeff it's always great to be on with you thanks so much for having me
1: I am so thrilled to have you back on. It's been quite a while. I think the last time you were on a show was before that uh, that pandemic thing happened.
2: Uh, how have you been? And tell us what you've been up to these days. Well, I mean, live streaming really took off during that time and not just live streaming to social and monetization destinations, but actually using platforms with live video in our work situations, perhaps in education situations. Um, We all spent a lot of time on Zoom. Uh, I got some Zoom fatigue, but also uh, everybody sort of knows, has some sort of understanding of what I do now in comparison to pre-pandemic. I'm just glad that, you know, people in my family have made it through and that you're healthy and, uh, you know, people have, have survived this difficult time.
1: Well, I think it's two things. We have an understanding of what you do, but also now we have that empathy of, oh, that's what it's like to stand in front of a camera and do do this thing over and over again. Now, I'm excited to have you on, and one of the reasons is because you're outside of that world of education. You have this amazing opportunity every single week to reach your audience, to build your audience, to work with companies, to work with individuals on the use of video on the use of streaming as we're turning the corner, as we're starting off in 2023, I'm excited about where we are. I'm excited about the technologies. I'm excited about the fact that it's easier now than it was even this time last year to get kids into audio and video, get kids editing audio and video, getting kids producing audio and video. Um, Where do you see things as we move into 2023? If I was to ask you, what is the state of broadcasting?
2: Well, I think in terms of live streaming, um, even podcasting to an extent, we're, we're, we're seeing a shift going on, right? In the beginning, it was all about getting your content out on social channels and building your audience there and having people watch it on social channels. Now it's much more about using the tools and the skill sets to deliver content to smaller groups of people, often in private or gated or um, communal type settings. So whether you're an entrepreneur and you have a, a group of people that come together and want to pick your brain and hear what you have to say on the issues of the day, you may live stream Uh, a talk a training something like that we're also seeing it used within organizations big business where live streaming is one of the ways a town hall that a ceo can talk to employees all over the world in in real time and of course we're seeing it in education i mean your classes uh often use zoom but you're also seeing um, I did a guest lecture at at NYU in which I we we live streamed it to LinkedIn Live, um, and and so that's that's an interesting. There's just so many different ways to use it, but the primary audience was the students in the classroom. The secondary audience was if anybody was watching on LinkedIn Live, which uh, to my pleasant surprise. Uh, more than a few people did pay attention to that. But it's really about who's your core audience and how can you more effectively deliver a message to them when you can't be there with them in person?
1: I'm glad that you just put it that way. Who's your audience? How do you tell that story? How do you send your message? I'm looking right now, Ross, at the ISTE standards. And for those who are new to the platform, the ISTE standards are basically the the, the guidelines for digital learning. Mm-hmm. And if you look at them, we have things like being an empowered learner, being a digital citizen, a knowledge constructor, being innovative designer, computational thinker, creative communicator, global collaborator. These seven guidelines that we have, I can't think of a single standard that isn't hit when we empower students to create video and share their stories or the stories of the world around them on video. As a coach, this is what we think about when we're trying to work with our teachers and work with our students. But as as somebody who's not directly in the classroom, Ross, I'm curious to know your opinion. Why should students today of all levels, and let's talk kindergarten on up, why should students be learning how to use video to tell a story?
2: Number 1 it's the way we communicate in the 2020s so much of tr- of our our consuming and creating and delivering and sharing our message comes online in the form of video probably I don't know 80 plus percent of online traffic is probably video that's where everybody's going. I mean, YouTube is the second biggest search engine. So if you're building any kind of brand for yourself or your business, you want to have a presence on on YouTube. And Amazon is the third biggest search engine. And so even if you're an author, you want to take advantage of video opportunities within Amazon. Um, I do Amazon Lives where, among other products, I can promote my book. Um, and, and so there's a lot of different ways. But I think it, it, well, number one is it's the way we communicate. And number two, it's the way we work. So the skill set that you develop by using online audio and video tools will help you make a positive impression when your sales pitch is happening on zoom when you're meeting as a teacher with a parent on zoom or on another video conferencing platform um it's it's how students are going to perhaps go on virtual tours of colleges so because you know the economy is such that you know, the old college tour where you drove all over the Northeast, let's say, and you hit every school, <laughs> you know, you, you could hit it in six months, you know, out from when you were going to apply. That's, those days are probably past. So you can now go on a virtual tours. You can ask questions. You, you may have your interview online. I remember sometimes when students couldn't get to a, a university for their interview, They actually would go to interview with an alumni who lived alumni rep who lived somewhere in the area. Well, now with with audio and video communication online, we conduct the interview using the same type of platform that we're using to conduct uh, our conversation right now. Um, And developing that skill set for students will make a difference in how they present themselves how they communicate how they are viewed in terms of being ready for the college experience and how professional and how polished they are and and you don't have to be perfect by any any means i mean this is real life it's live and people understand that but there's a lot and you know this jeff from having done this over the years there are a lot of people who rushed into that void and when they had no choice and they really weren't ready and you know if you don't have some of the basics in place for audio and video and your lighting um it's hard to make a, a good impression on these platforms and then you become the one where it's like can you please mute, mute, mute your mic uh uh, sir and whatever and you, you don't want to be that guy so there's <laughs> a lot of reasons that it's it's worth learning these skills i i also think one one more thing is i think you know teams have become virtual teams t- mm-hmm. dis- dispersed um teams where you know one employee is is in the u.s and another's in China and anothers in in England and anothers in Italy and and they have to meet on live video. That's a part of it and even in college I know a lot of the projects class projects are now team projects and I think it would be great for students to learn how to relate with one another and work with one another in a online setting with audio and video so that they're prepared when they face these situations either in, in higher education or, or in the real world.
1: I think it's more important, as you just mentioned, that because of their futures, they need to have these skills, meeting with those college reps, meeting with those future job interviews, just being able to do these things. Unfortunately, there's so many different options out there. And I'll say that in a different way. Fortunately, there's so many different options out there as a coach where I'm specifically right now in a, in a elementary school, I mostly deal with K through five. I bring in video applications such as we video, which is an online, uh, collaborative video, thing it's got, you know, millions of, of different, uh, fonts and and stock images etc very easy to use works with applications like teams works with applications like google classroom a teacher can create students can have access to things Uh, microsoft also just acquired and I haven't had a chance to try this yet, although I'm seeing videos pop up, a great company called ClipChamp. And that's now going to be part of the Office suite and Windows 11. And if you've got a Windows machine, you've probably already got it on your machine right now. But ClipChamp, again, is one of those online-based video applications, easy to use. And between WeVideo and ClipChamp, they're basically the same interface. You got some media, you got a, a timeline, you got a preview thing. Um, Another one that's coming up, Ross, I don't know if you've had a chance to try this out yet, but Canva. Canva started off as that graphics program that we all know and love. I, I use it every single day, but now Canva video. And in education, Canva's free. I mean, for any school district out there, you can bring Canva in with an unlimited hard drive of for for storing and making and editing videos you can do that for free i'm curious in in that beginner realm um do do you have a a favorite or you know if if somebody came up to you at a conference and said hey my nine-year-old is looking to get into video what do you recommend for you know producing editing publishing what's like a good beginner
2: app that you would recommend I think Canva is the internet right now. I mean, (laughs) Facebook was trying to become the internet, and I think Canva stepped in, and you can do almost everything you need to do for work, for school, for creative uh, endeavors now in Canva. If If you brought up Canva to me a year, year and a half ago, I would have said, yeah, it's probably better than most tools of that level. It's a step or two ahead now it's a mile ahead and and you can i mean there are video professionals people who get hired to edit video who are telling me that they're making short videos for online consumption on in canva because it's just so quick it's so easy and it's good and they have lots of templates i i mean i think for any type of arts project, for any type of digital audio or video project, you can't do better than starting in Canva where you can record your voice, you can record your screen, you can record presentations. Um, there are documents. If if kids get into AI at all, we I'm sure that's a controversial issue. Yeah. But um, you can play around with that in Canva. Um, it's It's really an amazing tool. And, and like I say, it enables the the average person who's not a designer, who doesn't have au- audio video training or or you know, isn't an artist to be able to go in and create something that represents them and their brand and their story really well. So I'm super impressed by canva and I think if you had even spoken to me a couple months ago, before I had looked behind the hood at what else they were doing, I don't think I would be raving like this. So I think it's that's a powerful free tool. The other thing is, um, you know, any of anything from Microsoft Teams to Google Meet to um, Zoom. There are free. If you have a Gmail account, you have all any of Google's free video tools. If you have uh, if you, you, anybody can download zoom and use it for a meeting. If you keep the meeting, I believe under 45 minutes, mm-hmm. anybody can, um, I think if you have a Microsoft, uh, subscription, you can use Microsoft teams. Um, I don't, re- I have both a free and I have, uh, an online one. I think I have teams in both, but certainly the teams is, is, is in a very inexpensive package. So there's another collaboration tool that's free or low cost that that is uh, pretty high quality too i mean they even were working i know i don't know whatever came of it but i know they were working for ways to integrate teams into some broadcast tools and integrate broadcast oh tools it's coming into teams so it, it's really phenomenal the power that these free or very low cost tools have oh uh, you even- know there's nothing better than your smartphone as well I mean, well, you can create I mean- everything you need. You can do, you can do, you can create a movie, you can go live and create a live show. Um, there are so many tools and apps and software for your mobile devices, whether it's uh, it's a tablet or it's a phone that, you know, and, and the cameras and the audio quality without even plugging in a mic. Are 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 pretty pretty darn good for for both of those. We'll uh, we'll,
1: we'll have to have you on some time to do a show of just iOS and Android apps because that is another <laughs> that yes. is another application out there. Uh, you were mentioning Teams. Many people that are Microsoft users don't realize that as an Office user, they also have access to something called Microsoft Stream, and Stream is basically YouTube for your domain. So it's an inner office kind of a video platform. But the thing I love about stream is it automatically detects um, voice and it automatically gives transcriptions. Right. So I've been putting you, I've been putting any video that I make into Microsoft stream And having it do the transcriptions and then I pull those and I can stick those into YouTube. I can use those for client work. I can use those for students that that need the accessibility options. Lots of great stuff in there. But Ross, I, I get asked this once or twice a month. What applications are available if a school is looking to go into live broadcasting? And for me, I usually bring them into the same application we're using right now to record this, which is StreamYard. Now, I understand you know something about StreamYard. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about StreamYard for those who aren't familiar with it out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, StreamYard is a browser-based live streaming tool, so you don't have to download any software uh, on your computer. It has a fairly light footprint. Um, it's, it's optimized, so if you don't have great bandwidth, you can still get that stream, that video transmitted uh, to where it needs to go. But the great thing about StreamYard is, is it's super stable, so you can count on that it's going to work, and it's very easy to use. Uh, there's really almost no learning curve to get started with it. Um, and so it's my go-to. I don't want to do a lot of preparation before I go live, um, I'm hosting and producing at the same time. And the most important thing is, I can get my guest on, and I don't have to schedule an hour beforehand to do a lot of tech work and on screen designs and things like that. It's everything you need to have a good conversation, and then you have the ability to live stream it out to. Any of the major social destinations. You can embed it on your website. You can record. You get both high quality cloud recording and even higher quality local recording. But the new feature that I'm crazy about, absolutely over the moon for, it's called StreamYard On Air and it's a webinar platform. It's basically the same StreamYard that we're using to record now or that we've used to go live but what makes it amazing is that you're streaming actually within StreamYard within the StreamYard platform and so you have total control of who attends so if you want to have a live stream that's for just the students in a certain class who can't make it to school that day, or you want to have a parent teacher conference, but don't want to ask people in inclement weather to travel in. You can have them register with a link and get their email address or just have it open. You could embed it on a website. That's uh, an intranet so that everybody involved with an organization can see it, uh, but nobody outside will see it or you could uh, take take it and embed it on your website and share it with the world. Uh, but what it is is it, it's just a phenomenal tool. Instead of a lot of the complications and the learning curve that come with the zooms of the world, this is a very easy to use platform where you know you can have up to, I believe 12 people can be, on screen or in the conversation at the same time and other people can be backstage and then other people can be viewing. It's a, it's a great, great tool. I certainly agree. We've been using it here on teacher cast for many, many years
1: and highly recommend it. And if you're looking forward to uh, using it, I do have a full tutorial. It's a couple years old, but it's, Pretty much, it's still still intact. uh, For how to use it, you can look for that over on our site here. The fundamentals are
2: the fundamentals. The fundamentals.
1: Some of the buttons are in a different spot because they've added features. Now, if anybody wants to get into some more of the advanced stuff. Um, Ross, I, I always like to play the game here. What's in your toolbox? I use Final Cut for just about everything I do as a professional. Um, when I'm in school, that's when I bring out the Canvas and the Wii videos and stuff like that. But here in the TeacherCast studio, we use Final Cut.
2: What's your video editor, publisher of choice? Okay, so I'll mention one more live streaming tool that's uh, a step uh, a step up in terms of control, and maybe video quality. For those who are creative and maybe they've learned StreamYard and they want to play director a little more, producer, if they have Mac access, Ecamm is a really high-quality app that I, I love. If I have to design a show where i need to put the video windows exactly where i want them and you know have different camera angles it's not as complicated as obs which is uh or wirecast which are really professional level uh ecamm you can use for professional uh but i would put it as uh, intermediate plus level now moving on to editing tools um I think anybody who's doing it, who has a Mac, can start with iMovie and and get a, a great start. There's lots of mobile tools. There's more than I could even go through in an hour or two. Uh, for me, my 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 go-to is still ScreenFlow. It's it's not as cumbersome as using Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere Pro. It's it's easier to use but it's also more sophisticated than iMovie, and it has a screencasting function, which means if I'm doing a demonstration, if I'm doing a tutorial uh, for one of my videos, I can record my screen, and so the people watching it can actually see where I'm clicking and what I'm adding to my screen and how I'm going through the steps as i go through them setting up a broadcast or creating a, a piece of artwork or what have you for for my show
1: when we're looking at things i, I want to talk a little bit about where we are right because obviously right now it's in the middle of january and You've been putting out a publication. uh, It's a book for the last couple of years. I've been fortunate enough to be a part of it, basically taking predictions of where we are. And I want to change this question a little bit, not necessarily for what are your predictions for, which which is, Mm -hmm. I know what you're known for, but let's take that from the student level. Where do you see streaming when it comes to students? Where do you see streaming when it comes to education? Um, What are your predictions for video, maybe classroom video, for this year and
2: maybe beyond, if you can go that far? Well, I think it's an opportunity to expand access and to offer, well, to offer educational experiences that weren't possible not that long ago. So I, I started to think through uh, uh, before before we got together, I started to think through all the different ways that, that a school could, could use live streaming live video and of course you can use it as a teaching tool when students aren't able to attend in person or even for a student who's out sick they could log into a live stream and they don't fall behind in their work um i I mentioned earlier group work and developing the skill set of working in remote teams if you give a group assignment and it's a group homework assignment They don't have to worry about making plans and parents driving them and all that stuff. They can get together from their own their own homes and and come in and speak to each other on video and collaborate. Uh, But here are some things I I think that are that are very exciting. And, And one that I was thinking about is imagine if a student really has a strong interest in an area or a talent for something that isn't offered at the school that they're going to imagine if they could virtually take that class in another school in the district in the county in the state maybe any somewhere across the globe um i i started thinking okay where would this come into hand come in handy Let's say uh, a student's going to go to college in a foreign country and they want to study that language. And that language isn't offered at the school that they're attending. Maybe it's, uh, there's another high school or, or, or middle school or what have you in, in the state or in the country that offers that. That could be an opportunity without them having to leave their own school where they could go into a, a booth or a, a, you know, small classroom and they could, uh, you know, get on their computer and actually take that course and be graded in that course, do the homework assignments at home and and study that area where they either have a need to learn or a talent and and it's, uh, you know, not possible to be in the curriculum at the school they're going. And another area is, is virtual field trips. Um, We know that there's a lot that goes into getting a class together and finding the right place in in driving distance to take a a class. But I mean, imagine any museum in the world, you know, wherever you live, you could you could have uh, a virtual tour, a virtual field trip in which in real time students could ask questions to uh, somebody who has expertise in in whatever area is being covered at that exhibit so i think there's lots i mean anything from a zoo to uh you know um sporting events you know a tour of a stadium Things like that. But I also think for school events, you you know, uh, it used to be maybe community access would record something. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, a week and a half later, they would play it seven times in a row. And then, you know, but uh, imagine live streaming a graduation ceremony or award award ceremony or a, a guest speaker that comes to the school. Even, even an assembly or student presentations, concerts, choir, you know, a play, or your sporting events. any of those things are great not only for students who can't attend in person, but for parents who have to work at the time that the event is going on. Now they can still see their children participate, but also for building a sense of community, Uh, support for the the mission of the school and so forth in that wider community of people uh, in the town in the city in the district Um, I think of course parent-teacher conferences would be a great use of it because again parents can't always get free from work or get home in time to attend and I think also, um, and I think we talked about this before, but I think the visual presentation thing, Mm -hmm. learning the skills of being on camera and and starting to do it at a younger and younger age, because whether you like it or not, this is how we're going to be communicating more and more. And as, you know, there's strains on the economy and and so forth. I think people are going to do less traveling And 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 less expense on travel when they can jump on a video and have an experience uh, in talking to somebody and learning from somebody and communicating from somebody. So I I think, you know, those are just some of the areas. I'm sure, you know, other areas that I I haven't even ventured into, but I think there's a lot of possibility uh, of how live video could be used uh, in, in an educational setting. And it's
1: so easy, you know. And, and just to kind of pick apart a couple of those things that you mentioned here, you know, for less than a thousand dollars, you can buy what's called a Mevo camera, M E V O. And basically, and it's, they're like 300 some dollars for one, but you can get them at a pack of three, it's less than a thousand bucks, right? You can, and they're basically internet based cameras. Um, Physical units, you put a little tripod on them, you stack them up. But through your phone, you can be switching back and forth and doing live streaming with a multi-camera shoot. Uh, What board of ed doesn't need one of these? What graduation couldn't use one of these? What middle school couldn't set something like this up to do streaming across an entire campus? Um, Band concerts, uh, musicals, football games, you name it. This isn't difficult to do. And I have noticed um, – I, I did some search before we got here because I, I know we wanted to hit this topic. Many school districts are no longer hiring communication directors. They're hiring directors of marketing, which is a similar position, but it completely takes it from you know, the communications director. I'm here to put out press releases. I'm here to tell the story to – I'm building a brand for my district. I'm building a brand for each of these schools. I'm helping these schools tell their stories and build that internet presence with that concept. You know, teachers have been talking about this for years. The more good you share when that little Nick comes out in the community, you've got a lot of good stuff already there to kind of help this, the search engines find more of the good stuff than that little bad stuff. And let's face
2: it in a lot of communities, that's your tax base, yes <laughs> it's not just the people who have children in the schools. it's the you want to get the people who don't have children in the schools to feel very positively about what the schools are accomplishing and and how they're contributing to the community.
1: I totally agree. Um, also, in addition to that question of how do you do live morning announcements, which again we have a lot of resources over there I, I would urge anybody to head on over to w- one of our, our parts of TeacherCast. Um, it's called educationalpodcasting.com. That's where I've been storing all of my you know, audio stuff, my video stuff, how to do this, lesson plans. I got some freebies out there. Head on over to educationalpodcasting.com. Of course, I also have a sister site on that called podcastingwithstudents.com. Um, I have to pr- promote that, Ross, because I just repaid for it over at GoDaddy, so i have (laughs) to promote that domain as well but that's all part of teacher cast um but in the bigger world ross where Mm -hmm. does somebody go to learn more about this i mean uh, you know feel free to promote your website but if there's other great places where a teacher can go to learn how to utilize live broadcasting maybe do morning announcements all, all that kind of stuff where would you send somebody
2: yeah i mean i think um I'll throw out my YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, it, it's uh, Ross brand it's youtube.com slash livestream universe and there's a lot of videos on there about live streaming um, and also it, it depends on where you're at how much you want to invest in it but um, I do work with organizations and individuals uh, to help them get started to help them come up with the right content for their business and their, you know, business objectives, really, because even if you're doing it to build a personal brand, you have to have the right sort of objectives in terms of understanding how the content you're creating feeds the mission that you're trying to accomplish. So um, there's a lot that goes into it. And yet at the end of the day, if you have a mobile phone, You have everything you need to go live. You can pick any number of social platforms and you can literally click go live on those platforms and one to many, you can speak to the world. And then there's software for both, you know, desktop and mobile that will enable you to bring on guests, switch shots, um, Audio over video, I always say. If you're only going to invest or or upgrade one area, go for audio first because people will run from bad audio before they will run from mediocre video. I don't think you can really get bad video from most webcams and phones these days. They're just, the technology is too good. Um, but I would say if you're going to spend any money, spend a little money on a microphone um, get yourself a USB microphone that you can plug into your computer, so you're not using the microphone in your uh, webcam or in your computer, but you're using something that you have close to you that doesn't pick up a lot of background noise. Um, can I? Can, I guess you don't mind if I shout out a product, right? Please, not, please do. I'm not sponsored, no commissions no, I'll, on I'll, this. I'll, I'll but go this, find that affiliate this, link. The, the Samson Q2U. Yes is an excellent first microphone it's got a nice warm sound it's easy to use i've recommended it to hundreds of people i've never had a complaint um even though i came from radio when i started live streaming from my computer it was the first mic that i used i used it for two to three years and you know if i had to switch to it and use it now i would be plenty happy with it um so that's you know that's where i'd start i would i would think about if you have any kind of guest on or any other audio, you want to wear headphones so you don't get that bleed through that feedback through your microphone and get echoes and other unpleasant sounds. Um, and and keep your mic off of your desk so that, you know, if you're typing on your keyboard and you're you're writing something and moving, you're not tapping the mic and making a lot of noise. If you do those things, I mean, it took me probably two or three years before I even remembered to look at the camera once in a while. You know, everything else falls into place. The content comes from what you have to say. If you if you work on that, then you can always up-level your gear and your equipment and your set and, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's people having conversations. And if the conversation's good and it's, you know, the audio's good enough that you can understand clearly what they're saying, um that's that's what's going to determine whether people come back or whether they change the channel so to speak and 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 not not have an interest in 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 what you're doing talking
1: today to ross brand and, and a wealth of knowledge as you guys can tell all about live streaming videos and and yes i already hear the requests he will be back on many times this year. I just have to uh, find a way to keep enticing him. Ross, thank you so much for your time. Before I let you go, I, I have one more topic that I want to hit. Sure. Um, this concept of being an evangelist. This concept of being an, an influencer, an ambassador, all of those things. Now, I'm bringing this up specifically because, um, you know, we, we, we've talked about this stuff off camera many times, uh, working with different companies and things like that. But on your website, you have several places that you are a brand ev- evangelist and you help people become brand inv- evangelists. As a teacher, how can we help our students I don't want to say in aspire to be one, right? Because we, every student wants to be an NBA player. Every student wants to be in the NFL. Every student wants to be a TikTok star. I, I, I get that concept, but this 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 notion that students do need to be able to do this stuff to create their own pun intended brand for themselves. Right? How can teachers support students in? this whole digital influencer world? I, I don't know if that's the best way to put the question, but help us here as teachers, as as coaches, how can we support our students? This is their life. Video is their life. You know These 60-second TikToks, shorts, whatever. How do we support that and not just go, oh, put that camera down?
2: So I think what works for one person doesn't always work for another. I don't think there's a simple answer to it. For some people, it's growing a big audience. It's just the numbers are so blowing people away based on what they're doing that they're gonna get interest, they're gonna get brand deals, they're going to make ad ad revenue. Um, for other people, it can be having a small audience but a very engaged audience. Uh, especially an audience willing to spend money in a niche where, uh, you know, there's only such a, so much of a customer base, you know, then you are the conduit to that, that customer base, which is another way to do it. In my case, um, it it basically I was role modeling good ways to use the tools of these brands. And I, I didn't have, it's not so much the size of my audience as because I had a broadcasting background and I had a facility for doing this, I influenced the influencers. So people who had big communities would look to me and go, oh, Ross is using a new live streaming platform or what mic did he get or why is he switching shots like this instead of like that? And so um, I think it's, the way I represented myself and my company was something that the companies that I've worked with said, well, you know, that's that's kind of elevating what's going on in, in, in the live streaming and digital media space. We like what you're doing and we think you could talk well about our brand the way you would discuss it. But more than that, it's it's seeing you do what you do that we say that's what people may want to do with our brand so that doesn't work for every kind of product but you know again if you're advertising a clothing line and you want to get an influencer nothing better than somebody wearing the clothes and they fit well and they look great and you know they they couldn't look better right and so in that sense nobody's looking at me because of the way I look. They're looking at the product that I'm putting out using the tools uh, that those brands are trying to get in the hands of of live streamers and digital creators.
1: Well, let, let me stop you there. A- and And you had mentioned two things, one becoming that mega, mega influencer star. And then you also had mentioned becoming a brand ambassador. And I know that was the question that I'm asking, but there is a third, right? Which is you see a kid who's really into something, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it could be building a birdhouse. It could be making 3D printer stuff. It could, be, it could be live broadcasting. And you see something in that kid, and all that you want to do is to have them create video tutorials. Forget the audience. Right. Forget the analytics. It's, you know, I want to inspire this kid to show others how they're doing things. It could be, how do you build a Minecraft house? we all know that if you make great content, the audience will show up. But for many teachers, it's not about helping a kid build an influencer sphere. It's just go create content, show off what you know. Um, I, as a music teacher, I've worked with many students where I've suggested, you know, create a video of playing every single scale that, you know, create a video playing every single solo piece that, you know, um, just just make the video. It doesn't necessarily have to be published. It could.
2: In truth, what you're saying is basically the same route that I took. I started hosting shows because I really liked hosting shows. Right. And had an aptitude for it and had an aptitude for interviewing people and having conversations that people wanted to listen to. And so brands who had a role to play or could have a role to play in – in that process whether it's a microphone or it's a software or it's you know the website where you're posting it or what have you they're going to be interested in saying hey uh, people seem to like the way he's doing this uh but i like what you also say about teaching people nothing's better than if you teach people they learn from you that's influence they're always going to look back to you and say that's somebody I recommend you go check out in order to learn about how to do X, Y, Z. I think if
1: anything, if anybody gets something out of this episode, there is no true path for this, right? You, you, can, you can pick up a free piece of software. You can pick up a, a, a relatively inexpensive mic. You can put together any type of content, but as a coach, as a teacher, just start. And, and it's the beginning of 2023, and there's so much great content out there. There's so many great opportunities to learn from. Um, certainly, there's a lot of stuff on TeacherCast. If you head on over to Livestream Universe, you can check out everything that Ross has. But we want to have this conversation this year of how do we help our students become creators. I know for myself, I've been using Canva as a coach almost every week trying to get teachers to not just do the traditional five paragraph essay, but how do we take that essay and turn that into a presentation? How do we take that presentation and have the students do a video underneath of it? You know, the little circle person telling me about the presentation. How do we have them give the presentation on their Chromebook? They could be sitting in the corner of the room, but how do we get them to show us that they know this information? Truly, then you're meeting all of those ISTE standards and truly, then are you helping your students become not just good digital citizens, but future ready students. Ross, I want to say thank you so much for coming on today. Um, please, let's do this
2: again. Where does somebody go to learn more about the great things that you're doing in your studios? Well, thanks so much for having me. It's always a blast talking to you. And uh, I, I love the brand that you've built up with Teacher TeacherCast and, and all that you do to support uh, the educational community um, with tech and digital. Um, You can find me at livestreamuniverse.com, and you can find me uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, Just LinkedIn, just search Ross Brand. Uh, I'll come up on most platforms. Uh, You can find me there. And uh, check out uh, Amazon as well if you're interested in learning what people like jeff have to say about the future of live streaming and digital media we don't just talk about live streaming in the book we talk about everything from education technology to uh podcasting to course creation to uh membership communities and all sorts of different avenues that that people are are using to create and to monetize online and so you can check that out. The book's called 100 Live Streaming and Digital Media Predictions, Volume 1. Uh, there's Volume 2. And hopefully within the ne- within probably a month of after this is released, there'll be a Volume 3 uh, with Jeff in it as well. We'll have to uh, have
1: you back on to talk a little bit all that. Maybe we can bring some of the other uh, predictors on that show. Ross, as always, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Hope you guys had a great time with this episode. This is episode again, number 231. We are just getting started as this brand new year is here. Lots of great content. If you haven't yet decided to make the investment in yourself, head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Join our Instructional Coaches Network. You can find one over at Facebook, LinkedIn, and even at k12leaders.com. No matter where you are, we have your coaching needs covered. Head on over to askthetechcoach.com and join our free instructional coaching networks. And that wraps up this episode of Ask the Tech Coach on behalf of Ross and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to
0: keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.